You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to another edition of the Valentine's Views podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. And if you're listening across the big Blue View Radio Network, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, this is our Friday show, and it's our weekly crossover preview show. That means we're talking about the Giants-Arizona Cardinals game this Sunday and joining me on the show to do that is Walter Mitchell of SB Nation's Revenge of the Birds. Walter, thank you very, very much for a few minutes. Thanks, Ed. I'm happy to join you and talk Giants Cardinals football. You uh, you had told me offline that uh, that I believe you're a you're a Jersey guy initially. Actually, a uh, New York guy and. Um, my uncle took me to, to my first pro football game at Yankee Stadium in 1963, and it was Cardinals-Giants. It was November 24th, um, the weekend of JFK's assassination, unfortunately, and they decided to play the game. And in warm-ups, I fell in love with number eight on the Cardinals, Larry Wilson, the free safety, and I asked my uncle if he wouldn't mind if I was a Cardinal fan. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah, okay, no problem. And he bought me a Cardinals pennant. And we went to a whole bunch of games after that when the Cardinals came in. And uh, I've enjoyed the rivalry. I still wish we were in the NFC East with y'all and the Cowboys and all that and Redskins. But um, it is what it is now. But uh, the rivalry has, has always been good. And um, I've enjoyed it over the years. Nice. I was going to ask you how you got to be a Cardinals fan, but you you explained that one pretty well. And it's interesting because, you know, obviously I cover the Giants, but one of my sons is a a New England Patriots fan, uh-huh. and he's a and he's a Patriots fan for the simple reason that he was like eleven years old, and he sat down next to me during the uh, two thousand seven Super Bowl. Uh huh. And and he said, if I'm going to sit here and watch the game, I'm going to aggravate you by rooting for the Patriots. <laughs> and, and, and it just stayed that way. <laughs> so, so, so I have to deal with that. But anyway, didn't you get the last laugh in that one? And the and the one after that. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 I, I still have I still have the upper hand there, but. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, Walter, let's uh, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and and I'm sure you've heard this before. I'm sure you'll hear it all year long. But we have to start with the way that the Cardinals are approaching this season. Right. Basically, shedding players like crazy, leaving right. Kyler Murray on the shelf, 
sending Isaiah Simmons to the Giants among those players that they've shed and basically obviously looking to the future and tanking in hopes of landing Caleb Williams in the draft. How do you feel about what the Cardinals are doing? Is it hard to stomach? You know, is it understandable? Um, you know, I, I personally have never been through that, you know, with with a team that, that I root for. So right. I don't know how I don't know how I would approach it. It's tough, Ed, because uh like here we were in week one and had a fourth quarter lead over the Redskins at Landover, Maryland. And our defense is playing on fire. Special teams is playing great. But uh, I still can't understand how the Cardinals bring in a quarterback two weeks before the start of the season and decide to start him. Um, I thought the quarterback play from the Cardinals cost us a game. Um, and it was very frustrating. I mean, when you're right there and getting so excited, you want to see those defensive players get rewarded for they had six sacks, and um, they were playing all over the field, playing their hearts out. And um, But unfortunately, we turned the ball over twice on fumbles from the quarterback. So uh, the Redskins took advantage, or excuse me, the Commanders, and um, – it was very a very frustrating loss. I, I took it very hard. Um, I was very upset about it. I can't – I'm not one of those fans who can, like, be comfortable with losing games. I mean, as a lifelong Cardinals fans, I, f- fan, I've had enough of losing. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I don't see any gain that comes from losing. Um, yeah, yeah, you can tank and hope to get, like, a Caleb Williams – but there are reports that he doesn't want, you know, to go to the Cardinals. So, and he could stay in school uh, to avoid that. Mm-hmm. So, I'd rather see the team try to win and put its best foot forward. Plus, we got the youngest coaching staff now in the league, and I don't know how it helps them if they end up being, you know, three and fourteen. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I compare it to. A couple of years ago, the one thing that, you know, having written about the Giants now for a number of years, I look back to a few years ago when the Giants were bad and they had an opportunity to perhaps get the number two overall pick in the draft. Right. And what happened is the Giants beat the commanders at the end of the year. They won two out of three games at the end of the year. Right. They... They played their way out of the number two pick, and which and everybody was frothing at the mouth, dying to get Chase Young. We have to have Chase Young. We have to. We have to. There's right. no choice. Everything is a failure if we don't get Chase Young. There's no point to winning games. Right. Well, the Giants won too many games. They beat Washington. Washington ends up with the number two pick. They get Chase Young. The Giants end up with the number four pick. They take Andrew Thomas, who's now an all-pro left tackle. You tell me who got the better end of that deal. Who got the better end of that? I never believe that there's a point to losing. I always want to see... I always want to see my teams go out and win games and try to win games. 
they're these guys these guys they put their bodies on the line they they work at this game for years and years they, right. they you know the old herm edwards thing is you play to win the game right but i i feel i feel bad for these guys wearing cardinals uniforms who know that the front office they didn't want colt mccoy to be the quarterback because right. colt mccoy might have won that game in week <laughs> one Josh Dobbs threw it away, which makes nobody in the nobody in the Cardinals locker room is happy about that. Nobody in the fan base is happy about that. Monty Austin Fort in the front office is probably sitting up there thinking, "That's why Josh Dobbs is here." <laughs> well, yeah, I, I wrote about this on Revenge of the Birds Head, um, and I I see the whole quarterback situation as a charade. I mean, it's just egregious to me. Um, Cardinals had four quarterbacks in camp. Colt has been struggling with arm issues, and he's really sort of at the end of his, you know, career. Um, I think if he had been healthier, he might have stuck. But it just became so apparent that he just couldn't drive the ball down the field. But even game managing last week, I agree with you. I think Colt would have helped us win. Um, but bringing – I had four quarterbacks – we had a rookie fifth rounder in Clayton Toon who played pretty well in the preseason. We were we were very encouraged by him. You know, our rookies ready to start game one. I mean, all of them lost this week, but right. but I'd rather get his experience going and maybe we got a good, you know, quarterback in that room for the next four years, right? Right. So they bypass him saying he's a rookie and not not ready. We had David Blau who uh, started two games for us last year and played pretty well. I would have preferred him over any quarterback coming in with not knowing the team, not knowing the offense, um, as well as he certainly could. I mean, he had ties to our offensive coordinator at Cleveland, but still he even admitted that that the new offense was nuanced in ways that he didn't you know, see in Cleveland. So, But then we had Jeff Driscoll as well. I mean – Josh Dobbs had started two NFL games both at the end of last year. David Blau had seven has seven NFL starts. Jeff Driscoll has ten. I mean, I don't get it. And you gave up a fifth round pick. And here's the most galling thing, and you're a part of this, is that we just traded. You're talking about trading away players. We just traded the number eight pick in the 2020 draft, Isaiah Simmons for a seventh-round pick coming off a game, a preseason game in which he showed a lack of effort on a couple plays that, you know, if you go back to last year, I mean, he had a he had a good season at outside linebacker. I mean, PFF grade was near 70. I mean, he had four sacks. He did a lot of things right. Now they're trying him at free safety, a totally different position, which I thought he could handle, but, you know, so we dump him. We dump our, in my opinion, our, you know, highest rated graded tackle in Josh Jones to the to the uh, Texans. They're starting him at left guard. He's not a left guard, but they need to have a need there. But for a fifth round pick that we turn around and give for Josh Dobbs a career backup. So the net result Ed, was losing Josh Jones who was the highest graded player on our roster last year. 
Um, and Isaiah Simmons, who was the fourth highest defensive rated player last year for Josh Dobbs and a seventh round pick. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to do trades and stuff, but I, I just can't, I can't fathom how you can sell that to a fan base. Also, here's the other thing, Ed. When you have a new quarterback in, how do we get emotionally attached to a new guy we haven't seen all year? I mean, how does the team get emotionally attached? And and the new quarterback himself. I mean, and what really, really um, pissed me off was that after turning the ball away and giving up the lead, um, he fumbles a snap, and he doesn't even hop on it. Tries to pick it up with in traffic, it gets knocked out of his hands, and again turn turn the ball over. I say a quarterback who's emotionally involved with his teammates would never do that. You know, I mean, it's rule of thumb. You know enough about football. Ball's on the turf, and it's not fourth down. You don't try to pick it up. I mean, look what Daniel Jones did in the first drive against the Cowboys when the snap went errant. I mean, to his credit, he fell on the ball rather than risk turning it over. Unfortunately, I guess you missed the field goal, but at least you still had a try at it. But uh, that's that's where this whole quarterback thing with the trades involved and the way it's happened is just a total charade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Walter, let's uh, let's turn to another topic that has people kind of snickering at the Cardinals, yeah. and and that has to be the rookie head coach Jonathan Gannon. A lot of people are right. shaking their heads, going, "This guy wasn't a good defensive coordinator." The Eagles are happy. The Eagles practically shoved him out the door and said, "You know, you want to take a head coaching job? You go right ahead." You know, and there, you know, there have been memes and you know about things yeah. that that Gannon has said and speeches that he's made and just you. What are your thoughts on Jonathan Gannon? I mean, as as a legitimate NFL head coach. Well, he brings energy. Ed. We needed some energy in the building, and he does that. Um, you know, he's an aggressive coach. Uh, you know, for not doing a good job. I mean, he had what the number one defense in the NFL last year. So, um, and Eagles fans, as you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. they, uh, they're different. 
Yeah, they um, throw snowballs at Santa Claus. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, so that part of it I I kind of get is they're, they're highly critical of just about everybody. But um, the way in which he was acquired it, um, breaking the NFL rules, Super Bowl rules of contacting a coach and him accepting the, the, uh, the call. And then, you know, so putting that on himself and then kind of lying about it later, like he didn't really know he was going to get interviewed when, in fact, he had to have known. Um, that was so dubious and typical of our owner, who's, you know, um, the number one issue and problem, in my opinion, in the organization, um, kind of the way he does business and you know, he's now being, you know, uh, in the line of fire for using burner phones when Steve Kime was uh, was suspended. So breaking the, the NFL rules there and asking a brand new head coach to do that who was uncomfortable in Steve Wilkes and then firing Wilkes after that season. I mean, it's snowballs and snowballs. But getting back to Gannon, um, he certainly has made an impact immediately on defense. Um, I have not seen our defense play as physically and as um, as aggressively as they played in week one. Um, I'm hoping it'll carry, carry over this week to your game, although I fear that um, you have the, the uh, offense to ex- exploit our weaknesses um, on defense, which is basically not containing the quarterback. And your guy can run it really well. And uh, defending screens, busting up screens, um, those have been traditional weaknesses for the Cardinals. And the Redskins took advantage of that. So, But overall, the defense really played well. And so that's encouraging. And they're fired up. What hasn't happened yet is we don't have any identity really on offense. I would think if you watched the Sunday night game giants Cowboys and the way the giants offensive line played, I would think that that you would feel like if there's a matchup advantage for Arizona, if there's something that, that the Cardinals can take advantage of, it would be the, the giants offensive line and and the opportunity to, uh, to get after Daniel Jones a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got some rushers there. I think that possibly could, um, what we can't do is rush him too wide off the edge because he'll just take off through the crease. You know, mm-hmm. and, um, we're not, I don't know if we're disciplined enough yet with our edge people to do that. I think Zayvon Collins probably is. Um, on the other side, we've got some fast guys like Dennis Gardeck and BJ Ojolari, the brother of um, Aziz. Um, and those guys tend to take wide turn, you know, wide pass. Um, and uh, that's what worries me is we don't seem to have defensive tackles that have lane integrity on their rushes. We get caught inside a lot. So now you have this gaping hole between the edge rush and and the uh, tackle. So, you know, and Jones is really good at exploiting that. I, I, I'm worried about that in the game. If they can pen, keep him pent into the pocket, We'll probably have a chance otherwise. You know, and also we defended the run really well against the Redskins, which was a great surprise. 
held him to uh, under 100 yards and 3.3 um, average. So uh, containing Saquon is going to be a huge task for us as well. Uh, you know, um, I thought at the beginning of your game, Ed, I thought your offensive interior line with their double teams on the, on the tackles were getting great push um, up front. I was really impressed with that. That opening drive was looking stellar until the muff snap from your rookie. Um, but, uh, you know, I if if they come out with that kind of intensity this week, I, it'll be interesting to see if the Cardinals can – can uh, somehow still defend the run as well as they did last week. Walter, I want to ask you about a guy who's no longer with the Cardinals, but a guy who Giants fans are really interested in. The way that the the Giants offensive line struggled in week one, uh, Giants fans are very, very interested in Justin Pugh, who's still sitting out there as a free agent played some good football for a number of years for the Cardinals. I yeah. know because I've talked to Justin, I know that Justin would love to come back to New York and play yes. for the Giants and finish his career that way. Um, he's he's 33 now. He's coming off you know a midseason torn ACL. I'm just curious how much you think he's got left in the tank and can he still step in and – and be a quality player. Yes. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, I love that guy, Justin Pugh. Um, plus, he, he bleeds whatever team's color um, he's on. Um, I, I thought he played really well for the Cardinals at left guard. Um, he held up pretty well until last year. He had lost a lot of weight o- over the offseason. I think he was he – was questioning whether he ought to retire because he had a baby coming. Um, and But he got a nice contract offer to stay on with the Cardinals, and he took it. And he got injured pretty early in the season. So his rehab, I think, is complete now, Ed. Um, and I would mm-hmm. do everything you can to go and get him. Um, he would be a great addition. He's just got the mentality and the skill I mean, he really grew into that left guard job. And you, as you know, in, in our division with Aaron Donald and players like that, um, I thought he handled himself really well. He graded really well. He's a leader. He, he knows exactly how to um, lead the people around him. Um, he's a captain type in my book. Um, yeah, I, I would encourage you guys to uh, – reach out to him, and, and he's a New Yorker through and through. I mean, he mm-hmm. would just crush it um, coming back, I think. You know, Syracuse guy. Um, that would be a nice renaissance for him. Great way for him to end his career. Yeah, Giants fans would like that very much. Let me ask you this, and I'm going to throw this out. It's a little different question. Kyler Murray, who's on the shelf for you guys right now, I think was number one overall pick. Daniel Jones was the number six overall pick. Same right. draft class. Right. Everybody kind of snickered at the Giants for taking Daniel Jones at that point in the draft that year. If if you could have your choice of the two players right now, which one are you going to take? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I I know that's trending on the uh, yeah on the on Twitter now because uh, they're. 
um, some posts on Twitter that claim that Daniel Jones is the best quarterback of that draft. Um, the problem I have with, with Kyler is he's great in September and October, but once you get to Thanksgiving, he wears down. And if Kyler could show us that he could finish a season strongly, which he hasn't done yet, then skill-wise, I would take Kyler over Daniel Jones. Um, Because Kyler just, you know, he's just got, he's got the total package. What he lacks is Jones' physicality, obviously, and Jones' pocket vision. Um, I think Jones has matured so well, Ed. I'm I'm very impressed with him. Uh, I thought the year he had last year was was a breakthrough season. He got the contract. Um, he's with a great coach. I mean, that's what I'm worried about, Kyler, is we need to get a coach for Kyler, in my opinion, would be a Brian Dayball-type influence on Kyler. Um, and I'm shocked that the Cardinals didn't really do that in the offseason. So, but that's a great question. Um Right now, obviously, you'd take Jones. He's on the field, um, you know, and he's trending upward. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kyle, a lot of questions about Kyler coming back. Is he going to come back this year? Are they, you know, does he even have a few? Does he even have a future in Arizona? Are they looking to move on from him? I think both the Cardinals and Kyler are feeling each other out right now. Um. It wouldn't surprise me if Kyler wants to go somewhere else, uh, uh, you know, if that's possible. Um, although he's he's done everything the coaches and organization has asked him to do in the offseason. Although, with a caveat, he was he, it was part of his new contract. He got ten million in incentives to to uh, train in the Cardinals facilities in the offseason. <laughs> That's a nice workout bonus. Yeah, that was a cool <laughs> little little quirk in the in the uh, in the contract. But um, you know, I think it's a wait and see. I'd be fascinated to see if he comes back at all this year. Um, I mean, if the Cardinals are still struggling on offense in four weeks, um, and the offensive line played the way they did as poorly as they did against the Commanders, which a lot of teams, the commander's defense is going to blow up a lot of offensive lines. And as an opening game, that was tough. But mm-hmm. um, I could see Kyler not wanting to risk coming back just yet um, under those conditions if the team's 0-4. Um, the decision will be entirely his, in, in my opinion, Ed. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wants to come back and play, no one's going to stop him. And it'd be to the coach's advantage to want to see him play to see how he fits into the new offense. And if he jives with uh, the new coordinator, Drew Petzing. So, you know, but uh, I like where you are. What do you think about Daniel Jones and where he is right now? How would you answer that question? Oh, I, I think that Daniel Jones has grown immensely. I think that Daniel Jones is a good NFL quarterback. I do not think that Daniel Jones is ever going to be one of those those guys who you look at and you say he's a top five, top six guy. Right. But I but I think that Daniel Jones can do a lot of things. 
I think that there was a lot of gnashing of teeth, you know, after Sunday about the fact that Jones didn't play well, and he didn't right. play well. But there, there were there were throws that were off target. There were throws that were late, and and it was it was apparent that that he was out of sorts, that he was flustered. And yet you look at the numbers, and I don't think any quarterback in week one was under more duress than Daniel Jones. Right. He got sacked seven times. He got hit 12. He ran 13 times, and I think 10 or 11 of those were scrambles out of the pocket where he's right. like, I, I have to get out of dodge. Yes. So, so I look at that and I think I don't know of any quarterback who – you're down 16 or 19 to nothing before the blink of an eye and you're running for your life all night. I don't know if there are many quarterbacks or any quarterbacks who wouldn't have been flustered, who wouldn't have said, right. I have to take some risks. I have to take some chances. Maybe I don't make the the safest decisions with the football because right. we're down so much. We have to make a play. I know right. Eli Manning, when Eli Manning was Giants quarterback, Eli would throw interceptions at yeah. ends of games. All right. Giants would be behind. And and this isn't necessarily what Jones did the other night, but Eli would say, the heck with it. We're down two or three scores. It's late. This is not a throw I should make, but I'm going to make this throw anyway because – if it gets intercepted, who cares? You know, it's it's just not a big deal. We have to have a play, and I'll throw this ball. Maybe something good will happen. Something right. bad might happen too, but at this point, if something bad happens, it doesn't make any difference. And right. and and I just thought the other night, I thought Daniel Jones was frustrated and yeah. and discombobulated and 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 making some throws that it's like okay. We're behind and we just, you know, I'll just make this throw. The thing I felt bad about the other night was why did the Giants leave him in the game to take that pounding in the fourth quarter? But right. yeah. but but anyway, let let me let me wrap up a couple things I wanted to ask you before we wrap up. Yeah. You know, we, we talked a little bit about the Cardinals tanking a little bit and looking forward to next year. When you look ahead to the trade deadline, can you see the Cardinals putting anybody else on the block? Yes. Rondell Moore. He's a kid, kid who could fit in your system. Hmm. I'm surprised you guys didn't go after Zay Flowers um, in the draft. I thought he would have been a perfect guy for you. I um, loved Zay Flowers. I really yeah. did. Um, so, uh, but that said... Um, some others would be uh, James Conner, but you don't need a running back right now. I think that uh, it's possible. I know some teams like the Cowboys have showed interest in him already. I mean, he is a stud, Ed. Um, mm -hmm. He is a bell cow deluxe. Uh, mm -hmm. You get him with the right offensive line. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the only thing is with him is he runs a little high and gets a little nicked up, but mm – -hmm. Taking the pounding that any running back like him would at his size and frame is going to have a, an impact. But he he delivers it right back too. He's he's a bull. Um, another 
couple players that I think might um, are uh, Marquise Brown. Uh, you know, he's Kyler's guy, but Kyler's not around, and and uh, you know he's chomping at the bit to kind of get a breakthrough season going. I'm not sure he's going to be able to get that in Arizona, but at his speed and playmaking ability, I mean, I think he'd be a, a valuable addition to, to a team. Now, the issue with that is his salary is on a um, fifth-year option, but by midseason, if a team can afford that, I think he'd probably have, uh, you know, $6 million left. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the on his yearly contract, something in that neighborhood, maybe five. So uh, he's one I would look at. Um, DJ Humphreys, tackle, um, lots of experience. I could see the car, you know, if a tackle needed T needed him, you don't with, with you know, um, your guys, but at least right now. Um, and then um, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, one guy who who stands out to me perhaps a little bit um, is uh, tackle Carlos Watkins. Um, I really like the kid. We just got him in from the Cowboys. You probably remember him. He was part of their rotation. He's playing really well for us. He's on a one-year deal, Ed. So, you know, I mean, if the Cardinals can get draft picks for anyone right now, I think they're going to do it. And our draft pick situation next year is the best it's ever been. I mean, we have two first rounders, one second, two third rounders. We have three fifth rounders, a fourth rounder. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of um, wiggle room there. So, and I think they'll just keep trading people until they get as many picks as they want. All right. Last thing for you, Walter. Um, you want to make a quick prediction on uh, on how you think Sunday's going to go? I'd be surprised if the Cardinals won just because I don't think offensively, if it's a game of quarterbacks, I think Jones has, has a huge advantage. Um, I'll be interested to see if the Cardinals defense sustains the uh, momentum and intensity they had um, against the commanders. Uh, It's a home game for the Cardinals. We haven't won at home at all last couple of years, Ed. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there are streaks going on there. Um, I think the crowd will be fired up. Cardinals have pretty good special teams. So if it came down to special teams, but I just, I think that Jones will do enough um, to win that game. Uh, and it might be even comfortable at the end. Nice. All right. Hey, Walter, thank you very, very much for uh, spending some time with us, dropping some Cardinals knowledge on us. And uh, Giants fans, if you want the uh, the Cardinals perspective, it's uh, over at Revenge of the Birds. So uh, give give those guys a read. All right, Giants fans, our thanks to Walter Mitchell of Revenge of the Birds. Before we call it a show, it's time for me to make my pick for Sunday's Giants-Cardinals game. And This section of the program is sponsored by SB Nation partner DraftKings. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.wg.com. 
1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling by calling 888-789-7777 or visiting ccpc.org. Please play responsible responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 and over age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football, terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources all right my pick for sunday is your new york football giants this is a game that the giants have to win that they need to win that they should win they're in arizona coming off an awful loss to the dallas cowboys really we should have uh, we should have known that the giants would lose to dallas but really the uh The disheartening part of that was how badly they lost. But the Giants need to turn the page. They need to move on, get a victory over the Arizona Cardinals, get to 1-1 and and go from there. I think the Giants will manage to do that. It's going to be interesting to see whether this is a close game, whether the Giants are able to, uh, to win this one comfortably. I would expect that the Giants play this one a little bit close to the vest on offense, that they turn to Saquon Barkley, that they turn to some of the short passing game, some of the quick game stuff that they used successfully a year ago with Daniel Jones, try to minimize the opportunity for mistakes, especially with some of the questions about the offensive line. As as I record this, we still don't know if Andrew Thomas, star left tackles, going to play. And obviously we know that against the Cowboys, we saw the right side of that offensive line with Mark Lewinsky and Evan Neal exposed. So I think the Giants are going to keep this one close to the vest try to protect that offensive line, try to protect Daniel Jones, limit those mistakes, hope that they can force some mistakes from Josh Dobbs and the Cardinal offense and win the game that way. So I'm picking the Giants to win, get to 1-1, one and, one, and then move on to face the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday night football. All right, Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.